Welcome to the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Here you will find powerful messages from our ministry founder and president, Patrick Baker. You will also hear interviews and testimonies, all designed to encourage God's people to come higher in Christ Jesus and experience true power in Him. Join us every week on our prayer line every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. and Tuesday and Friday nights at 7.30 and 9 p.m. respectively. All times are Eastern Standard Time. And now, without further ado, sit back and enjoy the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Thank you so much, Sister Charlene. Happy Tuesday to everyone. God is truly an awesome God. He's so powerful. And we're just so grateful to be alive this morning as we connect from different parts of the world. And we're just thanking the Lord. We're seeing some better weather for a change in Toronto. It's still a bit chilly, but we're giving God praise. Uh, the, the the weather pattern changing all over the world. You know, um, it's going to be June pretty soon, in a couple of weeks. And we're still seeing the weather up and down. You need a light jacket in the morning. So what it's saying is that things are changing, climates are changing, signs of the times all around the world. We see, you know, Somebody was telling me about what's going on in Israel. And I don't know how I missed it because I'm one who followed the news um, with the Palestinian and Hamas and the Israeli. And, you know, we know the, 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 the television station Al Jazeera, you know, that television station was levered, leveled, you know, it was bombed. You know, they are killing hundreds of people over there. Every so often, there's war all around the world, rumors of war. Mercy. We can see that Christ is coming soon. And we have a duty to draw nigh unto him and to get ready and stay ready because Christ is coming. All the signs, Matthew 24 speaks about some of the signs of his coming, and they are even here today. So let us gear up ourselves, let us be prepared, and let us think about heavenly things. Um, As a matter of fact, the word the Lord has given me this morning is Colossians. Um, So that is Colossians um, 3, verses 1 to 4. Colossians 3. And these are powerful um, inspiration when the Lord uses Paul. And when I look at it, I'm like, wow, God uses a man who used to persecute and kill Christians. So that's how God can turn you and I around. And we have never gone too far where the Lord can turn us around and use us. So let us strive for the best and ask the Lord to help us as he turn us around. You know, when you think of Romans, you know, you can see that Paul was an intelligent man as the Spirit of the Lord, you know, influenced him 
to write some powerful inspiration and encouragement to us on how we need to walk as God's people. So I'm going to pray and I'm going to get right into the word. Let us pray. Father in heaven, great God, we are so grateful. We're so thankful for the fresh air that we breathe. Lord, we just love you so much and we know you cares for us. I pray this morning, O oh God, that your name will be exalted above all name, above all principalities. And I pray that as we tune in from different countries around the world, that we will come in one accord. We come under the bloodstained banner of Prince Emmanuel. I pray, O oh God, that your name for sure will be exalted. Your name above all name, above all principalities will be seen. And I pray that you will guide our lives today as we mimic and imitate you, Lord, through the day. Help us to share Christ with our loved ones and with co-workers. Give us the duty to share Christ. And Father, if we don't know what to share, give us an encounter. Like Paul, he has so much to share after his encounter. We just want to praise you, worship you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so I want you to turn with me to Colossians 3, 1 to 4. And verse 1 says, If you then be risen with Christ, see those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. I'm telling you, these scriptures are so practical. I say, thank you, Jesus. If you go over and over and over and over, and just read this scripture version, over and over, it says, if ye then be risen with Christ. So he's using Christ's resurrection to say Christ died for you and I, and he put death to sin. Therefore, once we accept Christ and become a follower of Christ, we have risen with him. We have put sin to death. Everything that doesn't glorify God, we have put it to death. In reality, Christ raised from the dead. So it's very practical. And I like... um. When you look back, if you want to just back up a bit to Colossians 2, look at verse 12. I'll read verse 12 to 15. Very powerful. Look what it says. Colossians 2. It says, Buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who has raised him from the dead. Mercy. So what it is, is that the Lord, as Paul here in this scripture, is comparing Christ risen from the grave with when we go down in the baptism pool and is risen up as a new man, a new creature in Christ. So we got to put the old man off 
and risen with a new man, new desire, new inspiration to follow after Christ's hard mercy. So he's compared, look at verse 13, and you being dead in your sins and in the uncircumcised vision of your flesh, as he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Oh, mercy, mercy, it's so deep. So imagine then Christ goes down in the grave. He died. And when he's risen, he put on this immortality. He put on this new body. His body was quickened. Something happened. Something spiritual transformed him. Mercy. The Lord is saying when we go down in the baptism pool and comes up, we comes up as a spiritual and new man. This Holy Spirit quickens us and changes us. Mercy. It transforms. You know, it, it, it destroys all the transgression and all the, you know, it, it takes away all the sin. You know, the flesh of man have been destroyed. Listen, look at verse 14, what it says. We're still in Colossians 2. It says, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which were contrary to us. and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. All the ceremonial law, all the ism and things that put us down. The Lord is saying this in a practical way, that when we go down in the baptism pool and we are risen, Christ now, his grace clicked in. Is the grace of Christ. We are not living by any ceremonial. We are not living by any man's law. Look at 15, tapping it out, verse 15. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made, made sure of them openly, triumphing over them in it. You can go read the rest of it. When we come up as a new creature, Lord of mercy, his grace is sufficient. We don't have to live in sin. We don't have to stay in the grave. We don't have to be dead and be captives and be slaves to some of the things that we are going through. When we are risen with Christ, we are a new man. So, so let's look at, go back to Colossians 3. Wow, it's so powerful. Let's look at verse 1 again. If he then be risen with Christ, so he's saying then, if you believe that you have gone down into the baptism pool, you have risen spiritually, Christ went to the grave, he buried our sin, he gave us the opportunity to be forgiven through the blood and the spilled blood and the grace of Jesus Christ. So we have access to heavenly grace. And he says now, he says, if you then be risen with Christ, See those things which are above. Lord of mercy. He's saying, if you then believe that you are risen with him, you are no more slave to sin, live a decent Christian life. He said, if you are risen with Christ, then seek the things above. We are Christ, it is on the right hand of God. So let's 
really take this scripture practically, that when we come up out of the baptism pool, many of us baptized many years ago, some of us just got baptized, some of us planning to get baptized. So the Lord is saying, look at it this way. You go down in the pool, when you come out, you are risen with Christ. Where is Christ now? When he was risen from the dead, he went up beside his father to intercede for you and I. When the accuser comes and says, hey, look, Brother Patrick sin, the Lord comes and says, my grace, I will forgive him. My grace, I've shed my blood. You don't have to go and kill any animals for the remission of sin. No, my blood was shed on the cross. So, in verse 2 then, so it says then, let's keep our eyes up there then. Verse 2, it says, set your affection on things above, not on things on this earth. How do you set your affection on things above? In part of what he's saying is that we should it's not saying that all the things on the earth is evil. There's some good things down here. But you know what? If you put your eyes on some of the good things or the bad things, it will prevent us from making it to heaven. And that's what the enemy does. He entices us with the earthly things. Some people just love earthly things. There's no way we're going to run away and live in the woods. There's no way we're going to be like some of the reformers where we can get away and run amongst the animals and hide and eat fruits as how it's painted in the last days. You know, we all think we're going to live in our nice mansion until the heavens roll back as a scroll and no temptation, no, you know, no uh, persecution. We're going to have it all easy. The Lord is saying not so. So we need to, from now, set our eyes on heavenly things. God's character, God's word. Think about heaven when we get there. And if we focus on heavenly things, the earthly things, won't, we won't get caught up. And we won't indulge so much where it's going to be difficult. You're going to have the lot wife moment where you don't want to walk away because you own too much. Not that the Lord don't want us to be rich. We can be rich if we're a good sword, if we know how to manage our riches. But if we have this pride, want more, we don't share mercy. You know, it's so tough when you look at it and when you look on the sacrifices that we should do, you know, when you look on the two families we're trying to collect some money for, it's so difficult. I can't believe it. I think button to Christ have to go scrape and put the money in because it's hard to even get the money just even if everybody gives $20. It's so hard. So pretty much button to Christ has to go cheating from everything we have for both families. 
So what I'm saying is that people, our affection is so set on the earthly things. You know, look at verse 3, what it says. It says, for ye are dead, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So he said, listen, don't be focused on so many things on the earth. Because if you look on your life that you are dead in Christ, you were hidden, you went to the grave. When you went to the baptism pool, all the worldly desire, the lust, the, the vanity and the need more, want more, I need this. The selfish deeds supposed to be buried with Christ and hidden in Christ. His grace took away the desire. His grace took away the lust and it took away everything because we truly are converted. We truly went to the baptism pool, believing that through his grace we have been transformed by his blood. Wow. Look at verse 4. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall he also appear with him in glory. Mercy, this is a next level. This is a next level. Because remember, Christ is already risen. But he's given us our side, our desire that we should think so heavenly that when the time of judgment come, we know that we're going to be with Christ. So then, if we are so hidden in Christ, it says, when Christ, who is our life, everything we live, we breathe, is Christ. We study the word. We think about heavenly things. We think about what heaven is going to be like. If we are so caught up with heavenly things, the earthly things is going to be no good. We're just temporal. We're just passing through. We're going to appreciate it that we are ambassadors. We belong to a different country. We are just here as ambassadors. And where we live is our embassies. Anything we do have to reflect Christ. The cars we drive is cars from, for the ambassadors. You know, it's not ours. So therefore, God will protect it. And if the Lord call you, from this country, you're not going to worry because we know we're just temporal. We are just here. So when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, when he shall come in his glory, then shall we also appear with him in glory. It meant that he's going to come and take you and I because we are heaven bound. All we think and wrapped up in is heaven. God wants us to take our eyes off the worldly possession this morning. Take your eyes. I know you want to get married. I know you want to have children. I know you want to accomplish certain things in this world. You're just saying, Lord, if I could just get somebody. I'm so lonely. But what if? Christ is, Christ is at the door. What if? He's going to come before you get married. What is, is that your goal though? Is that what you want? Are you saying in your mind, just hold on, don't come yet. Let me accomplish these things first. That's when you know that we are really worried and we're not thinking heavenly. We haven't been 
there's no death to sin. There's nothing happened when we went down in that watery grave. We don't understand the power and the grace of Jesus Christ that we should be thinking on heavenly things 24-7. We should be thinking and when we get there to heaven and walk down Hallelujah Boulevard and fly across the galaxies and when we see that nail-pierced hands, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, can you imagine it? You'll be just sitting driving on the subway and you're laughing and people wondering if you're crazy, but you're thinking heavenly things. Mercy. If you start to think that way every day, you're thinking, just lend yourself even 20 minutes to meditate on what will happen when we get to the pearly gate. What would happen when the new Jerusalem comes down? And when you look outside, you see the angel of darkness wishing that they were there. Which side are you going to be on, brethren? What better time it is now than to think that we have been death to sin. We died with Christ and we risen with him. Because when we accept him and go into the watery grave, we are no more flesh and man, but we are spiritual in Christ. God is calling us this morning to think spiritual. A lot of people don't think that way. That's what separates the remnant from the remnant, that we are not locked up and shocked up with earthly things and earthly desire. But our mind is on Christ Jesus and his coming is even at the door. His coming is imminent while the world sleeps. Noah preached 120 years and people were given in marriages and having a good time and partying and barbecuing while some people, Noah's family was looking on heaven. They were thinking on that day when rain will start to fall. Are you thinking on the day when the heaven shall roll back as a scroll and the dead in Christ shall rise first? And those who are alive will be caught up. Are you looking on that day when you're going up, when you shall put on immortality, when you will be, 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 be touched with Christ's righteousness and you will just go up to meet him in glory? Are you looking forward for that day? Or all your mind is on when I'm going to get that new house? Are your mind is on I need a bigger house. What is your mind on this morning? God is asking us to remove those thoughts and ask him to place it on heavenly things because this earth is temporal and we don't know if today may be our last day. We don't know. Every time I look back and see how many people were here this day and tomorrow they are no more. They had no idea that they were going to be no more. They were planning everything the same way. But when we think it's peace and safety, it's sudden destruction. So God is saying this morning that we need to be ready and stay ready. Don't prepare to get ready. You got to be ready now and stay ready in Jesus' name. Because he's even at the door. 
and he wants us to think about heavenly things that when Christ comes, that we will be able to be caught up if we're alive, if we die in Christ, who will be risen. We look forward to see our loved ones who have gone ahead. What a glorious day that would be when this earth, when there'll be no more sin, no more crying, no more weeping, no more pain. I look forward to that day. I know in the day of Noah, nobody was thinking about this. They were just laughing. We have testimonies. We have so many examples that went ahead. We have so many testimonials to show that Christ is real and he's at the door. All we have to do is be ready and stay ready. I pray this morning that God's people will take heed and really go back and read this scripture and read what Paul was saying, that the practical application is that we, will, we die with Christ and we risen with him and he is seated in heavenly places. May God of glory bless you. May the God of grace be with you and may he strengthen you. This is my humble prayer in Jesus' name as we go forth. Thank you so much as we'll now have the prayer request in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to the Bun to Christ Ministries podcast. We hope that you were blessed. Feel free to visit our website at buntochrist.com for more content and information. Also, feel free to contact us at buntochrist70 at gmail.com with your prayer requests or any questions you may have. May God richly bless you, and we'll see you next time.